When I was little in Germany, I went around to all the chili shops and I tried all the different chilies. That is that is the way that they made it in my hometown. They're like, oh, how charming. Style and Substance, a great British bake-off podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Ada. We're former college roommates based in Minnesota with a shared love of all things British Isles. Today we're discussing the eighth episode of season nine of the Great British Bake Off. This so-called free-from week saw the bakers delve into the baking world of dietary restrictions. Although this week's bakes were free from dairy, gluten, and animal products, today's episode will not be free from our usual insight and wit. Stay tuned. have to give a shout out to the AV Club who do a really great um, rundown every week that helps me um, notice things. <laughs> and one of the things they noticed was that it's possible that the producers were hoping this week would have been a really warm week. And notoriously, the British summer this year was cold and rainy. So why do they think <laughs> they thought it was going to be a warmer weather? Partly because they were making an ice cream like a dairy-free ice cream, mm-hmm. and maybe they were hoping for more melts. But instead, what they got were a lot of really solid offerings. This may have been like, I think, the most solid week that's existed in this in this series where everyone really did pretty fairly well. I greatly also appreciated um, Matt Lucas's um, jokes about oat milk and putting dairy in things mm-hmm. and, and his free-from puns. Uh, yeah. Just a joyful week. So the signature they made to dairy-free ice cream sandwiches um one thing i wasn't clear on was if their ice cream just had to be dairy free or if their cookies also had to be dairy free i had that question too because giuseppe's just looked too tasty his cookies did for them to be free from butter (laughs) yeah yeah so they they must have been dairy free cookies because that was part of the brief and i was really interested in the different dairy free concoctions that the bakers were using it was really nice that they it wasn't all coconut milk because what I remember from when they did their dairy-free ice cream log cakes back, I think it was in like season five with Paul of the uh, bikini ice cream cake fame yes. was yes. that they every single person coconut. used used coconut cream mm-hmm. as their substitute. So it was just kind of fun to see how far plant-based milk has come, you know, just yeah. in seven in seven years. Giuseppe was using tofu. Yeah, I was surprised by that choice. I was drinking soy milk from from a young age. Mm. And I don't think that is a good milk substitute. I think it has mm-hmm. a very distinctive flavor. Um, so I was surprised that that would be what you would choose when you could pick from you know, oat milk and coconut cream and cashew milk. Um, He did say that he was being very specific about the amount of orange he was using and the different levels of orange flavor he was using in his orange ice cream, specifically to counteract the soy tofu flavor, because it doesn't, it doesn't substitute as well 
formula. I mean, I have to say when he said his flavors, I was like, how are you going to do orange and not have it just taste like a sorbet? But Mm -hmm. I would imagine if you really pulled off orange ice cream really well, that would be very tasty. Yeah. You'd have like like that dreamsicle. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Chigs has looked fairly similar. Chigs. I mean, Prue just straight up told him that what he did with the mango was wrong. <laughs> he was talking about the mango has too much water. So he has to counteract that. And he has to think about the amount of fat in it. Potentially, he kind of went a little overboard and then just ended up in sorbet land. And that did seem to be their biggest challenge was just to try to actually make it truly feel like ice mm-hmm. cream. Jurgen certainly was praised, even though that was definitely the most stressed out I think we've seen Jurgen was when yeah. he was, ma- which was kind of refreshing to just see him flustered Flounder, and yeah. also just being like, fuck it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, here we go. Well, these are the cookies I have. Like, mm-hmm. I have these cookies, and that is what I have now. He didn't give them any time to develop the skin uh that a macaron should have but of course because it's Jurgen, they're like oh it's fine it's an invention and if it had been anyone Liz- else been Lizzie, they would have been like yes. how dare you you've right. really let me down right if, if christelle had gone into that challenge and said i'm making a macaron sandwich and then hadn't delivered the macaron they probably would have said well it's a good cookie but it's not the macaron you promised us can we talk a little bit about christelle and her continuing use of miso i guess she didn't finish that container there was still I a guess. little bit, bit here's, left. Here's my new my new hypothesis is that she's getting money for promoting miso paste. Do you think <laughs> big miso is behind big, this? Big miso is keeping Christelle going week after week. I think she really likes the flavor of miso. Miso tahini ice cream sandwiches. Co- miso tahini coffee. They all thought it was amazing. I think I think there's always someone who's like kind of the flavor powerhouse. And I think it's Christelle in this season. Can we talk about Lizzie's? What were her flavors? It was like, it sounded really good. So the the, the biscuits were um, like 100% cocoa, which is what Noel said that smelled like the inside of a coffin. She made a vanilla bean ice cream that had almond brittle in it. Their main critique was that it didn't look very attractive. She was using this rolling pin that had these dogs embossed on it. So it was going to emboss the biscuits with these dogs. And then she covered it all up with glitter and it was so dark you couldn't really see it. And it's true. She really did kind of just like throw the glitter on there instead of like maybe being a little more strategic about it and using it to outline the dogs or to color in the dogs. I also think that she may have made a mistake with her biscuits because Prue definitely said they were just like falling apart and not the like this falls apart in your in your mouth but like this is crumbling to bits yeah right yeah the the ice cream she had just put bits of brittle in it but hadn't really like crunched it up a ton Mm -hmm. and so if you think about that like getting a big bit of toffee in your mouth as you're eating ice cream that wouldn't really be a pleasant sensation there were some you know critiques about some of the execution but everyone presented a pretty solid ice cream sandwich I would have done. I, I kind of got in this idea of cherry and pistachio mixed in. Ooh, um, yeah. Where she got like either candied cherries that you chopped up really nice. And then it'd be kind of like a New York vanilla cherry ice cream. But you get the, I don't know why I'm stuck on pistachio like every week. And you get the the green bits in there. So you kind of have red and green together with the, the white mm-hmm. ice cream. I don't know what I do for the biscuit. Maybe like um, a ginger lemon biscuit to get like kind of a tartness in there. And lemon kind of pairs well with everything in there like kind of spumoni yeah piggybacking off of that i like the idea of like a cherry ice cream maybe have some 
pistachios like folded into the ice cream mm-hmm. but then use like Jurgen's biscuit sort of thing mm-hmm. and have that be pistachio flavor i also did have the thought of maple bake maple bacon ice cream yeah i'm kind of wondering if you could do like maple ice cream and then have like brandy snaps but with like bacon Ooh. bits in it oh ada ada that's inspired i do think too you could do cherry pistachio with a chocolate biscuit but i would i would not have gone as dark as lizzie does but i'm not a big like dark dark chocolate fan i don't like the bitterness shall we move on to the technical yeah to um... vegan sausage rolls there was a, a big controversy in 2019 around vegan sausage rolls in the uk when greg's introduced a vegan sausage roll and pretty much the entire uk exploded it made headlines apparently it's it's sold out everywhere because there is actually you know a lot of a lot of people who eat vegan in the UK. You think this was kind of a winky wink at like remember 2019 when the biggest thing you had to be upset about was vegan sausage rolls? <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine that there wasn't at least a little bit of a winky wink. You know, sometimes when they announce the the challenge, there's a lot of like, but this time it was just everyone was sort of like, oh okay, they all seemed to do okay but also not make anything super great the filling when i looked up the recipe was way more complex than i thought Mm. it than it was described as being Mm -hmm. and i think some of that didn't come across in what they presented in the the footage that they used but i think part of why christelle was having a meltdown with her with her pastry was like there just wasn't time for her to go back and do it because she still had to make the filling and the chutney I want to talk about Jurgen dropping all of his pastry, his, his, his rolls on the ground, picking them up and putting them in the, in the oven and then telling everyone like, don't tell Paul who, who, who like, and no one did. And he got okay remarks. And like, I don't know, maybe they talked about it later, but I'm like, that should be considered like, you can't use those now. And like, I'm sorry, Jurgen, that you dropped everything on the floor but, but it's again, I it was so real life though. Like oh, totally. if you had spent that much time futzing around and they accidentally ended up on the floor and they still needed some more time in the oven, you know, they're going to hit one, the, the 165. They're going to be food safe. Don't worry about it. I think this is also a factor of me just being annoyed that they give Jurgen so many passes on things. I don't want to say it, but I'm starting to feel some like, Raul feelings towards Jurgen, where it just feels like no matter what he does, they're happy with it. And sometimes, like, you dropped an entire tray of vegan sausage rolls on the floor and somehow didn't come in last. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who did come in last? Christelle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well deserved. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even she was like, yes, Um, for her very, very chili filled chutney. Although I love that Paul ate it and was like gagging and Prue was like, hmm, yes, my nose is tingly. Lizzie came <clears throat> third and Giuseppe mm-hmm. was second and Chiggs was first. And that yeah. definitely was us in auspicious move by yes. Chiggs. Let's talk about the, the showstopper, mm-hmm. a gluten-free celebration cake. Yeah. I thought this was a pretty good challenge for free from week. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like something that as a home cook, you might be called upon to make yes um mm-hmm. i liked that the only thing that they had to be free from was gluten because that did yes. open up a lot of you know if you can still use eggs and butter and milk mm-hmm. 
it's you're still going to be able to make something that tastes pretty good and it seemed like Mm -hmm. everyone made something that they were like yeah that seems celebratory chiggs was a real um visual masterpiece um his was if i were to pick like what do you which one do you want for your birthday cake Mm -hmm. i would have picked chiggs it was so elegant with that chocolate collar really beautiful he actually tested it on someone who was gluten-free so i think that was probably helpful very smart because i think oftentimes we cut ourselves slack Mm-hmm. with our free from bakes where you're sure. like it's not as good as this but it doesn't have the have any flowers so we can't expect it to be as good um and right. i think chigs really was like no it has to be just as good i thought giuseppe went in a really interesting direction it obviously didn't work out for him but i thought the idea of just using a flourless cake recipe um had the potential yeah to work out really well yeah yeah, I thought that was smart too and I was like you know if I were making this I might just go yeah flourless cake let's do that but I think the problem is when you do like a tiered cake Mm -hmm. like a flourless cake doesn't really have the structure the crumb structure to hold up and so when they said it was just very dense and gluey and so I think they just just kind of got um Jorgen went a really kind of avant-garde flavor direction apricot and whiskey with chocolate sponges like the apricot that to me seems extremely continental but the Mm -hmm. whiskey clearly not (laughs) not yeah i can't even picture how it would how it would have tasted it looked really pretty and it was like white chocolate milk chocolate dark chocolate was that kind of what was yeah it was like an ombre effect yeah and then he had ombre his frosting too lizzie's was gorgeous too it didn't sound like it tasted amazing but and i don't think that was where she had really focused she was really focused on making a beautiful cake that she didn't think she was capable of making and i feel like that's the one i would have wanted as my birthday cake but with Mm -hmm. different guts (laughs) yeah what an amazing avant-garde cake that paul told her not to make and she literally just said i don't ever listen to him and made what she wanted to make having worked with you know lots of students with special needs like yeah i can see some of them would describe their brain like that like that cake you know and um yeah i just thought it was like it was it was heartfelt it was something she was passionate about it had its a bigger meaning and a statement and just really um really a triumph what, a, what how great for her to go out on a thing that she made what she intended to make it mm-hmm. looked like she had told them it was going to look it had everything that she said it was going to have nothing went sideways it was just like like here's the thing I want to deliver and I delivered it to you and then Christelle's I don't really remember her her um Hers had uh, the dress. yeah um it yeah, jaggery, jaggery and cardamom. Jaggery I don't is really know what that is. Um, but she kind of described it as like brown sugar. Hers was beautiful, beautiful and um, really um, simple but elegant. Showed off her amazing piping skills, mm-hmm. and she had to battle gravity to get the top up, and so showed some finesse, um, a, a lot of finesse. And they said it tasted really, really good. I think it was hers that they said they would never know that it was gluten-free honestly when we got to the time of judging i was like can't we just give them all a plate and we'll yeah. just be short two episodes because right can't we I just call it quits now and i'll have a hug but i was waiting for paul and crew <laughs> to say this is one of the hardest decisions we've had to make because everyone was so good 
different people had gotten tripped up in minor ways along the way this week, but nobody had like a complete flop. I, I really wanted to cry that Noel was the one who had to say, who had to say that Lizzie was leaving because mm-hmm. they, Noel always has someone that he's very buddy buddy with. And um, this time it was Lizzie. She handled it with so much class and grace. I, I assumed it was going to be Lizzie because I feel like we've just hit the threshold of what Lizzie can do. Like yeah. fa- fair to mid lane isn't going to cut it anymore. Yeah. This could be anybody's game in the next, in the semifinal. It could be up to anyone. Any, all of them are that good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on Jorgen. Like he's had, he's had some cracks. His macaron didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It is, he dropped all of the sausage rolls. Like, you know, he, he and Giuseppe are both capable of making mistakes like Giuseppe made with his cake this time that they didn't really enjoy. And patisserie week is all about challenging yourself and doing something outside of the box and, and being very precise and neat at the same time. So it could be any of them going home. But I mean, I think the real question is, will miso be used as an ingredient? That's the real thing to bet on. Right, yeah. And that's it for this week's episode of Style and Substance, a great British Bake Off podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I'm Ada. And I'm Betsy. We expect stiff competition in next week's patisserie semifinals. We'll catch you then. 